Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through our examination of the Gospel of Matthew, and we've reached a portion right here where it tells us some things about Jesus. And so often, it's easy to just sort of blow through these sections and not really pay attention to what's being said, or pay attention to what's being said and say, oh, that was Jesus, and that was for another time. But I really want us to think about something here, okay? And I want us to go beyond thinking about something. I want us to go about living the way that we're supposed to be living as servants of the Most High God, as those who are of the kingdom, who have been born again, who are true believers. What are we supposed to be doing? And this is something I, that I hit up on all the time in the podcast, on my blog, and the Bible studies we do. <clears throat> Basically boils down to this, uh, an understanding of who we are in the Lord because of what He has done for us. And by faith and by belief, we are transformed. And then, what are we to do? So let me read the, uh, I think I'll read the passage out of Matthew first where you can see what's going on. It's just part of the narrative that's pushing the story along. So listen to this. Matthew chapter 15, verse 29. Departing from there, Jesus went along by the Sea of Galilee. And having gone up on the mountain, he was sitting there. And large crowds came to him bringing those who were lame, crippled, blind, mute, and many others. And they laid them down at his feet, and he healed them. So the crowd marveled as they saw the mute speaking, the crippled restored, and the lame walking, and the blind seeing. And they glorified the God of Israel. Now, we're going to stop right there with a Matthew account. You see what's going on. Uh, as a matter of fact, Jesus, we're going to find out in the next verse that he, bit, he does this for three days straight. He's there with him for three days. So we'll look at that in the, in the next episode or two. But for now, do you see what's happening? <coughs> Jesus is there. He goes up to the mountaintop, well, a mountain, and he's sitting there. He's sitting there. He doesn't put out signs. He doesn't run an advertising campaign of come down here to see the Messiah. You hear Siri over here? She thought that I asked her something. <laughs> uh, he doesn't do any of that stuff that we think that we have to do as the church to be attractive, to get people to come to us, to get people to come be a part of our gatherings, all these phrases that we use, which literally, folks, just cause me to cringe when you begin to really realize what we're saying. Here Jesus is, the creator of all, sitting on the mountain. The people knew by then at least what he could do. And large crowds started coming to him. Folks, when we start doing and living the way that God calls, calls us to live and to do, we will not have to worry about trying to be attractive and get attention, to try to get people to come. We're not going to have to try to be creative for the latest hip-hop happening now program that we can do to get people involved, to get people to do this, get people... Forget all that. 
if we simply do what the Lord tells us in the scripture, you believe, okay? You believe, you abide in him. You walk in him. And then you start doing what the Lord releases within your life individually. And from that overflow, things will happen. In this case right here, Jesus is healing everybody. And you saw what it was. They're bringing the lame, the crippled, the blind, the mute. They laid them at his feet and he healed them. We've seen in previous passages where they were bringing those that were demoniacs, had demons in them. Now, I know what people are going to say immediately. They're going, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's Jesus. That's like the Messiah, dude. You know, he does that kind of stuff. Don't forget John 14. And Jesus alludes to this in several places. But listen what's being said. I'm just going to jump in the middle of verse 8. Philip said to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father. It's good enough for us. <laughs> Don't you love the disciples? Verse 9. Jesus says to Philip, Have I been with you so long and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. So, so catch that. The Father who dwells in the Lord Jesus Christ does his work. That's the reason that Jesus says, what? I only said the things the Father told me to say. I only did the things the Father told me to do. The Father dwells within me, and the works that I'm doing are the works of the Father. Verse 11. Listen quickly now. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Or else believe on account of the works themselves. So he's calling his disciples, hey, believe that the Father dwells in me. But if you, if you find that too hard to believe, if you can't do that, well, believe on account of the works themselves. The works that you've seen. Now, here's the zinger right here. John 14, 12. Jesus still speaking. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. What did we just see in Matthew? We just saw a particular incident right here of Jesus doing works, most of them related to healing. Is Jesus saying that those who believe him will do those works and even greater works than that? That is exactly what the Lord is saying. And well, how's that going to be? He tells us. He says, because I'm going to the Father. Jesus is going to the Father. It's going to initiate the ability of the believers here to do this. Well, how's that going to be? Well, when you, when you read the balance of the Scripture, you find out the Lord says, hey, when I go to the Father, I'm going to send another of a like kind to you, the Holy Spirit. And then you find out in John 17 that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit all three dwell within us as believers. All three do. So when he's going to the Father, he has released himself within believers to do the greater works. Listen to these last two verses of John 14. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. And boy, there's some seriously good things about in my name and what is meant by that and uh, the power of the name of God. As a matter of fact, uh, one of the studies we're doing right now <coughs> relates to the name of God. Uh, uh, one of uh, uh, Rachel Larkin from uh, Auckland, New Zealand, 
is actually leading that in our online class. She wrote a book on the names of God. It's just powerful. Just uh, sort of uh, focusing on delighting in the names of God. But there's power in the name of the Lord because the name of the Lord describes and defines who God is. Here's what the bottom line is, folks. The Lord wants to do his works through his church. And it's not the works of all the things everybody points to. Yes, yes, yes. We are to feed the hungry. We, we are to meet the needs of people. We're to help. Yes, but we are to do that within the power of the Holy Spirit. Most of the church does that just to try to embrace the spirit of do-goodism. Of saying, oh, this is what we're supposed to do, et cetera, et cetera. No, we're supposed to be doing the works that Jesus did. Yeah, Jesus looks at his disciples and said, hey, feed them yourself. As a matter of fact, the next verse right here enters into the account of Jesus feeding the 4,000. Not the 5,000, the 4,000. It's another account, another incident, another event in the life of Jesus. But it came about because he's healing all these people. Folks, we are in the days where the body of Christ is going to be used in this way as we've never seen before because there is going to be a rampant, horrific need for healing. We're already seeing it. We don't like what we see. We don't like the reasoning behind it. That matters not. What matters is that the Lord has placed us where he has for such a time as this to where the world will do what the last verse said in Matthew 15, 31. They glorified the God of Israel. Think about this. We'll probably pick this up and talk a little more about this later. Again, I'm Dale, and I'll see you then.